0: Hello there. My name is Michael Brady, and I am part of Partners for Karmic Freedom with Linda Brady, my partner and soulmate. And this is um, September 21st, Wednesday at 725 in the evening. And I didn't get a good chance to look at my notes. Uh, I think this is day 51 or 52, somewhere, 53, of the Cancer Project. And if you're just joining us, uh, it's called the Cancer Project because my wife contracted um, cervical cancer on uh, July 3rd or July 4th of this year. Uh, And she has been in chemo and radiation treatments since August 1st for that, and I started counting day one of the Cancer Project with her treatment. And she's just about to... uh, Complete her outpatient chemo radiation paradigm uh, this Friday, which is the day after tomorrow, um, September twenty third, twenty second, twenty third. Yep, um, and she won't have to go outpatient anymore every day to the hospital or every other day to the hospital as she's been doing since August first. And after two and a half or three weeks, somewhere in there, we're going to go back and she's going to go back in the hospital. I guess I'll go with her uh, up to this point um, for uh, bradycardia treatment, which is directed radiation uh, through the cervix to particular spots inside her cervix that will get radiated to um, extinguish, kill any remaining microscopic cancer cells uh, in, in her body, and at which point she will be, by AMA standards, cured of the cancer, cured of the cancer, cancer-free, completely cancer-free. And in, the, in our treatment of cancer in the world today, then she'll have to simply wait for five years and see if it reoccurs. Well, we're not going to wait for that. We're going to uh, go on and do an uh, alternative treatment paradigm uh, called S.O.T., uh, Supportive Oleo-Oligonucleotide Support Treatment. Uh, there it is. Um, and maybe an, a, a companion treatment called I.S.T. I can't remember what that acronym stands for right now. But those treatments will work at the, um, at the DNA level of the cell of the cell itself at the stem cell portion of her body. Uh, and stem cells are sort of all purpose cells that form into other specialized cells starting when we're born in, in our mom's womb, um, and specialize into our organs and our bones and everything else. And we, and we continue to make stem cells throughout our life because we have to, have to replenish certain organs and stuff as we go. And, um, uh, this will work at that level, and it will stop, it will interrupt at that gene level the replication of the cancer cell uh, uh, in in her body completely so that it can't reoccur, uh, which is not something the AMA treatment can guarantee. It doesn't go that deep of a level. Um, so we're, we're going to do that. Uh, next, and it's coming up. And I have some wonderful, wonderful news today. I'm not alone in my podcast. Linda is with me. Hi, Linda.
1: Hi, Michael.
0: And we're together in this today because we just went and had her hydration for the week um, to, to, because she gets dehydrated a lot. Uh, and um, we had a talk with the radiation doc the guy in charge of the radiation. And he had a chance to look at and review the MRI that was done over the last 10 days or so that is a snapshot of the physical tumors in her body, that, that part of her body. And uh, do you want to tell them?
1: You've told him just about everything else, honey. You've been – what happened to the music?
0: It started the program. What do you mean?
1: Oh, I didn't hear the music in my in – my-
0: you must not have been listening. I heard it. It was there for oh, me.
1: Wow, that's so cool. Uh yeah. I'm not going to go through all the, the goshes and all the stuff because Michael does a great job of that. His Virgo it gives you exactly what you need to understand the specifics, the details. You know how it works. I I'm here um, to show you that I'm here. That I'm good. I'm strong. I. A lot of my friends, uh, especially Jenny, said to me today, you're going to do it yourself, right? You're going to say it so people will know that you're okay. And I, and I, it didn't occur to me. Of course I will. I, I am okay. Um, I haven't always been okay. I mean, there have been times that I've been very less than okay. I remember uh, when I was doing chemotherapy, uh, maybe in the middle of the chemo, um, We were doing something, I think we were in Walmart, and I walked by a a mirror, and I happened to see my reflection in the mirror, and I looked like a very gray, old woman. I mean, it would not have surprised me if I wouldn't have just toppled over and died on the spot. And that is how I felt inside. So the next day, or I think it was the following week, um, I put my big girl panties on. And I walked into the chemotherapy uh, and talked to, I'm not going to mention her name, a doctor uh, who's the oncologist. And uh, I looked at her straight in the eye and said, I'm done. I'm not doing your chemotherapy anymore. It's going to kill me if I continue to do it. And lo and behold, without a a moment, without a moment hesitation, she said, fine. And I was so thrilled. I was so happy that, I didn't, number one, I didn't get an argument from her because I wasn't going to argue with her. I mean, it's my body, my choice, right? Um, but I didn't have to. And so the chemotherapy stopped as of, as of that moment.
0: Which was two or three before the end of the yes. scheduled chemo. It chemos. was in
1: the middle of it. And, and, you know, come to find out in, in time since, you know, you learn things as, as you are ready to learn them. You know, people who have gone through chemotherapy and radiation at the same time or more likely to attract things like blood clots and kidney problems and all kinds of things, which I have had to deal with, and i 'm now dealing with well i i think um, so that 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 being said we went we just went through the radiation There'll uh, the one more tomorrow uh, The doctor that 's working with me on the radiation is a marvelous man um. When we talked to him today, we said, you know, we're we're not just doing your program, doctor. We're going to do this other program. And he knew about it. We told him about SOT. And he said, fine, do it. He had no compunction whatsoever in our doing both systems at the same time. And so I'm thinking, what a wonderful opportunity it is for us to do the AMA version of chemo, uh, the AMA version of cancer treatment, and a a whole different version of it that, that with, uh, deals with stem cells and is what we would call, I guess they, uh, uh, what would we call that? Uh, when we do something that's out of the box, a, a very avant-garde way. Alternative. Um, Alternative, that's the word I was looking for. And so we're meeting with that doctor t- next week and we'll be dealing with him um, and we'll be, and we'll be actually dealing Probably in in two weeks, going in, I'll be going into the hospital one more time, you know, in order to do the directed program that Michael talked about, uh, which I'm really happy about because, you know, when you say, and this, is, this has no, I'm not talking about anybody who is in remission now. Please don't hear that, but you know, for me, when someone says I'm in remission, I don't know what that means. Does that mean it's going to come back? Does it mean it could come back? Does it mean I don't know. Um, I, didn't, I didn't want that uh, democracy sword hanging over my head. And so this, this work that we're doing with, with Dr. Young is a, a new approach. It's an alternative approach, very powerful approach that a lot of you have supported, as a matter of fact, with your, with your GoFundMe. You've, you've done a lot to make that possible for Michael and I. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We could, I wouldn't be alive, I don't think.
0: And we're hoping for more help with that, yes, yeah, so we go down the line constantly because, because we certainly haven't got it covered yet
1: <laughs> yeah in in doing it, you know, I wasn't able to develop my keep my practice going as you can imagine i I ran maybe ten client hours uh, in a given week, uh and sometimes that was tough and for those of you that were part of that ten and and you had Michael call you at the last minute and said. Sorry, she just can't do it today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because you all, I know, you turn your schedules around a hundred different ways to accommodate my schedule, and uh, so I will cry because I should cry because I'm grateful because I ha- I'm happy because you guys, this is a this this is about you all as much as it's about me. And I was saying to I uh, said to someone today, this this. What I'm going through now, what Michael's going through now, is not just what we're going through. It's what all of us are going through. Everyone that cooperated in the cancer project, you know, is looking at, is looking at their life too in some in some important way. Yeah, I had a one of my dear friends said to me, Linda, I I don't have to go through cancer in order to go through what you did, do I? And I smiled on the phone with her and I said no because I did it first.
0: Okay, and I want to. Drop the bomb here because everybody's hanging on every word here, okay? The outcome of the conference with the doctor today was that the tumor is not present on the cervix anymore. Her cervix looks normal.
1: Normal, normal, normal. On normal. The MRI.
0: Normal size, normal shape, which means that they've eradicated all the external portion of the cancer on her cervix. And the only thing that would be left would be some cells that are left again on the inside of her cervix, and that will be targeted and killed
1: uh, in a couple of weeks.
0: In a couple of weeks, so she is ninety-seven percent cured at this. And point.
1: I, you know, when Doctor David came in today, and he came in with his PA. Um, you, you you watch, you know, for everything. And I looked at him; he's a good-looking guy, really strong presence. And and he said, it's good news, Linda. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't know if you expect that or if you do expect it or you don't expect it. But one thing that I do know that I can say, share with you all that was the most important thing for me to learn, other than this is not just about me, it's about all of us. Can you imagine what it would be like for us to be able, by the end of the year, to say, that this program that Linda Brady went through took care of cancer across the board without any possibilities of remission, that it's done. I mean, can that, that would be such a miracle in, in, for us to look at, for all of us to look at. Well, anyway, that, that, being, that being said, I, one of the things you all don't know about me, that I know very well about me, is that I'm a catastrophizer. No. Oh. oh, yes. And I remember weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Um, Backdoor Sally, you is a catastrophizer? Yes, I'm a catastrophizer. Those things kind of go together, don't they? One of the things that that means, for those of you who don't know what the word is, is I tend to make things worse. So if I have a headache, I have a, I have a, a brain tumor. Yeah, Yeah. All right. And, no, and basically she keeps this, that's what it is. And
0: she keeps this stuff to herself. And I don't time. talk about Only it. Only after 40 years occasionally does it leak out and her husband gets to actually hear what those thoughts right. are occasionally. So
1: anyway, knowing this about myself, knowing that in essence here I am against something that is in essence catastrophic, one could say with cancer. I think uh, cancer this qualifies
0: with that I word. I think it yeah. qualifies.
1: <laughs> so here I am in, a, in a catastrophic situation. Being a catastrophizer. Now, isn't that interesting to take a look at? So, I went, all right, fine. There's something really significant here. Number one, I had to finish dealing with my trickster, which you all know about from the beginning of these podcasts. Two things happened with that. One, I forgave him from the bottom of my heart over lifetimes of of need and desire to hate him, to be angry at him, to... All kinds of things about him. I forgave him. That was the one thing. And then the next day or so, Michael said, So, what's the trickster saying lately? And he said, this came from, strictly from him, because I would never have thought about it. He said, I'm proud of you. And at that point in time, something shifted. Something absolutely shifted. In me, that it was done, that whatever it was, however long it took, how many lifetimes it was, it was done, and that was a few weeks ago, and in the midst of all that, I decided, and it partly I have to thank my neighbor, my neighbor who walks he we must walk I don't know six, seven miles a day, and every so often Brian and I you know see each other, and he said, "Don't forget Linda, one day at a time." one day at a time
0: and he speaks from his own experience because when we moved in uh he and his wife moved in shortly after us and he was coming out of having um
1: oh something what's the
0: what's it called when when stuff breaks in your gut Uh, i
1: can't remember but it was pretty serious he
0: had systemic poisoning systemic poisoning of some sort
1: and uh it i mean it almost killed him so he's, he's reminding me every time we see each other, one day at a time, Linda, one day at a time. And it took this time, you know, for me, who I believe in the future, I believe in creating the future, I believe in envisioning the future. Uh, I maintained for about, would you say, three weeks? About three weeks, one day at a time. Yeah,
0: I would, I would agree with that in hindsight that you just had your, your eyes on your toes and you were doing one step one, one day step at a time. At a time. And almost kind of like holding your breath.
1: Yeah. Well, it it didn't feel that way. I know you thought it was, but it didn't feel like. Maybe
0: I was was holding my breath.
1: You were holding your breath. (laughs) You were the one that was scared. You were the one that was futurizing. You were the one that did things that I never used to do. You you were doing me, and I was doing you. Huh. And so and so I went. I went ahead with it, one day at a time. I wasn't scared. I didn't. I didn't have any anxiety about it. Um. I did my work when I could. If I couldn't, I didn't. I, I listened to my friends that said, rest, 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 and I rested, rested, rested. I did everything I needed to do. I uh, continued losing a little weight, not not by choice, but by the fact that I wasn't eating. Um, and,
0: and wasn't hungry and, and I wasn't had hungry, nauseousness all, all the time and a lack of appetite, yeah. Yeah,
1: so all that was going on. And then, so today, when we went in there, all... It felt like all the anxiety and the fear came tumbling back.
0: I think because, well, as I look back on this now, especially uh, driving home today from the hospital and what happens uh, at the hospital and our talk on the way home, that uh, the last two since since the day that we went in and you said, no more chemo, it's killing me. I, I can't do anymore or this will kill me instead of the cancer. Since then... You really went internal a lot. Um, y- 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 you and I existed in space together, but we weren't connecting as much as we normally do, something okay. like that okay. and, and and my observation was you were like really focusing internally on yourself a lot and having your your, your, your eyes on the tip of your skis, so to speak, one step at a time here getting through it. Uh, no. and, and, um, and that I all working with you
1: to keep you, you were not in a good space. Who, me? You, you. I've been a mess. You were a mess. And so for I've me. I've either been really
0: together or completely messed.
1: Yeah. So my got, my work within myself, I, I explained, and I'm very proud of actually, and dealing with Michael and, and his fears and his anxieties and what happens if I die, and what happens to him, and what happens to his practice, and is there a practice? Let's go. I mean, on and on and on. And he he was, he was externalizing that which I wasn't externalizing. And Michael, because he has a Scorpio, Scorpio rising, tends to hold things inside too. Who but this me? Yes, but this time he wasn't. He was sharing his anxiety he was sharing his fear he was sharing his black hole not only with me but with you all with everybody that would listen which was for michael was really a, a major major shift in his in his persona and how he was being so everybody was making changes literally one change after another to get to today um and to to get to that moment when dr david walked into the the clinic and smile you know it's amazing how you can see smiles to a mask
0: but yeah, that's I. But true. we did well the eyes change the eyes change yeah you
1: know his pa was there uh it's good news linda it's good news uh and then the other P- then a couple other nurses came in everybody sort of cried together i don't think dr david cried but i know i did and i know michael did and i think i think i think her name's becky was a pa i can't remember but anyway so uh And leaving, leaving the clinic, I remember stopping and saying, you know, what if the outcome had been different? And the first thing I thought about was, how would this have affected all of you? All of my friends, all of my contributors, all of my people who prayed and meditated and offered suggestions, all of you that... Scraped together money to send so Michael and I could do this next work. How would that have affected you? And for a moment, it was like, oh my God, you would have been. It would have been a. It had been crushing. It would have been all that for what? Now I could go into that and, and have a philosophical take on that because I do. That's not what I do for a living. I create philosophical takes, but I'm not sure everybody else would have. But luckily, and God willing, and the creek don't rise, as they say, we didn't have to go down that road. We went down a road where not only am I getting well, but that we're getting well in a joint venture between the AMA and alternative medicine. And isn't that isn't that perfect when you think about it? Of all the things that Michael and I do, that's what we do. We work with the APA, the AMA, and. And we bridge, alterni- we're a bridge a traditional
0: world with the with the alternative world because yeah, we, we both came out of out of that world, right. of the traditional. So world. So
1: here we are, another bridge to that world. Um, I can't wait to go see John. John is the is our do- new doctor, um, and tell him what's going on. The
0: SOT doctor.
1: Yeah, the SOT doc. Um, so and and the real good news, really good news for me, I have two and a half weeks off, where I don't go down to the hospital. I don't do any clinics. I don't do any th- anything. All I do is I rest. You know, I reorient myself and what my life's going to look like. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'll just stay with the one day at a time thing for a while. Yeah, I think I'll do that for another two and a half weeks. And then I get ready to go in the hospital, have the directed work done. The, it's interesting. Interesting. It's called bradycardia. Bradycardia. cardia.
0: Brady, cardia. Brady, cardia. Brady, Cardi- Brady. Got it. Yeah, I get it. Like Michael Brady. <laughs> like Michael Br- or Linda like Brady. Like Michael Brady. Brady.
1: <laughs> Anyhow, so I and I so thank you, Jenny, for reminding me that it was important for me to be on this call uh, because I forget that all of you are not privy to who I am, where I am, what I'm doing. You know, some of you are. Some of you that I've been working with periodically are. Uh, some of you aren't. You know, so the ones of you that are not, I want you to do, to, to know how absolutely grateful we are in our, in our life, for our life, for your life, you know, and I'm hoping that for all of you, there's been something really powerful and meaningful in, in the, uh, cancer project, um, and I think that's really all I need to say. So um, I'm back. I'm not. I'm not doing my. I'm not doing my full load yet. I will probably be in in another month. I suspect after I go in the hospital, I come out. I'll, I'll, I need a couple of weeks, probably more, of that, and then I'll be back. Um, yeah.
0: There, there's also the ancillary uh, issue of your kidney, and then the frostomy tube, which is attached to the kidney. Uh, And that still needs to be dealt with and or resolved or adapted to in the longer. We're not sure how that's going to yeah, come we're out. Yeah, not sure yet. And that's sort of along with and came from having the cancer and the treatment of the cancer, but is also independent of those things after they get resolved, and it's his own thing. So we're bridging into that now. There'll be some outpatient work with that over the next month, I'm sure. And, um, and
1: maybe that'll go away as time goes on and, when we work with John. Right,
0: so. and our optimism is that she'll she'll be able to not have to depend on that kind of arrangement in the long run that, that at some point it will be removed and her kidneys will work functionally well enough, both of them together, for her to be completely what we like to call normalized yeah. in life. And
1: when you think of it, I'll be 80 years old at the end of the year. I think that's pretty damn good when you think you know, of what I've been through, what I've gone through. And as my friend keeps okay. telling me, the, you know, the uh, assault on my body has needed to be healed.
0: I just had a blinding thought here. Okay, so this took me back to, what year was it when you had your facelift? When I had what? Your facelift.
1: My facelift, 2005.
0: 2005, my wife had just lost the major weight of her life.
1: 130 pounds.
0: 130 pounds. And she began had to resculpt her body as a result of that, because when you lose that much weight, you got more skin than you need in places you don't even need it um, and it started with her face her first her first plastic work to make her body okay was to have plastic surgery on her face and I don't know about any of you, but I tag along with that too and um, the first thing that she did when she came home from having her face work done was to tell me to hang the blouse she wore over the mirror in the hotel room, in the bathroom, because she did not want to look at herself until she said she was ready later, and which was like, I don't know, five days later after the bandages came off and all that stuff. And for the five days, we walked in and out of that bathroom with the mirror covered, uh, right? And And the night before she had the procedure, I remember she went through this, like any of us would, this like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this thing. And and the feeling, the fear of that was, I have no idea what I'm going to look like. I don't know if I'm going to look like me. I don't know what me will look like when I'm done this. And even if you think it's going to make you from ugly to beautiful or something, it still doesn't matter. It's just different and you don't know. And so much our, uh, of our sense of ourself is based on how we perceive ourselves starting with your face. uh, That's a really scary thing. And I watched her go through that fear and I watched her confront that fear and then go through the procedure the next day. And I mean, that was a, a, a a catastrophic, that's the word we started with today, Mm -hmm. a catastrophic experience as well. And then she had to work on her body too, with more plastic surgery to get that in shape over the next six months. And, and, that was a major transformation. So when she hit that birth year, what, what birthday would that have been, the end of that year? Well, do that you remember? I, I, can you do the math in your head that quick? I can.
1: 17 years ago.
0: Okay, so so on that birthday, it was like, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, give me a number. Your,
1: 55.
0: Her 55th birthday, she was a transformed, brand new person from stem to stern, top to bottom, inside, outside. This is exactly the same kind of experience. So as she comes to 80 years old in December, she turns 80, she's going to be a completely transformed new human being.
1: Inside, in, out. In, okay.
0: Inside, out, upside down, right. frontwards, backwards, every way you can imagine. You truly are going through a chrysalis like you did that year of your life, in the exact word understanding of that word. uh, And chrysalis applies to the transformation of a moth into a butterfly.
1: Yeah, well, thank you, Michael. And the most important part of that whole crystallization process was the inside, not the outside, because no one would ever know outside. Well, yeah, I've lost some weight and this and that, but you would not know the shifts and the changes that were made inside. This, this is a real inside change experience for me.
0: Well, this is changing
1: me in the same way. And it's changing Michael in the same way. So, you know, uh, we're happy to be able to share this with all of you and, and thrilled that you're interested in hearing it. I mean, you, you, every time we, we turn around, people say, we, we didn't get a podcast this week. We, Michael, why aren't you doing a podcast? You know, Well, now that things are, are a lot, m- lot, lot, lot less busy and we're not driving down to South Tampa every day. Tampa There'll General be,
0: Hospital five days a week.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. What a pain in the ass that was. And, you know, not to mention, and then this ain't sound like a, just a, a minor aside, but for me, it wasn't, you know, I had some physical problems. I had some pain going on, right? And driving in a car, at 30, you know, 30 minutes back and forth almost killed me. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't wear a probably still It was can't torture, yeah. A, a seatbelt. I mean it hurt so bad. And so by the time I got home from the hospital, if I wasn't nauseous, I was um, so there was all this other stuff going on, you know.
0: So I kept having this conversation in my head every time we were driving back for the hospital of a cop pulling us over because he didn't see a seatbelt on you and me explained to him that you were a cancer yeah, patient and you couldn't talk <laughs> this whole thing. Well, we would have to call, call our routine, friend Justin yeah. and Justin say, Justin,
1: <laughs> deal with this cop, will you please? Because we don't have the time or the energy to do it right now. Uh, well, he's a cop, by the way. Well, any, anyway, so I think that's really all I want to say. And Michael and I haven't decided how the podcasts are going to go from here on out. I may have my own. He may have his. We may do with ones together occasionally. Um, I'm know. going to do one myself. For he, and clearly he's going to do one
0: on his own. I need to do one for myself. Yeah, maybe. he
1: needs to do one for himself. So um, let us know, you know, if, if you have any, anything you want to talk about or share. Uh, we're still interested in bringing people on um, onto the podcast down the road who may have, you may have had experiences that you want to share uh, aligned with what we're talking about right here, right now. Um, we love you all very much more than we can say. So take care. Talk to you all soon.
0: What what I've um, really, really gotten in touch with is um, from this experience is how emotionally connected we are to our clients and how emotionally connected our clients over the years have been with us. So um, my use, our use of the word of Aquarian family is not just a buzzword here. I mean, we're, we're, I'm, I'm feeling, we're both feeling how literally true that is. And what is w- emerges out of this experience for me in terms of the way that um, supportive work, health care, psychological care, counseling, spiritual guidance, coaching, emotional support, call it whatever you will, uh, helping work. In our world, is what's wrong with it? Is the lack of relationship and the lack of emotional connection between family, between the the client and the practitioner, between the helper and the helpee, and and just the language we use in that is so clinical and dispassionate and impersonal. how importantly that needs to change in our world.
1: Oh, I do have one thing to share. I I don't think the doctor would mind I share this. When I, we first met Dr. David, um, he was coming in to explain uh, the radiation because he knew I'd be doing radiation. I mean, that was a big deal, you know. And it, he was standing at the foot of my bed, and he said, you know, Linda, I think he called me Miss Brady, and I said, call me Linda. You know, Linda, um, radiation really is sunshine. That's all it is. It's sunshine. And as soon as he said that one line, I, and I brought that back to him today, I said, remember when you said that radiation was just sunshine, Dr. David? He said, yeah. I said, that mattered so much to me that you made it be something significant, something... Well, positive. Positive, something not yeah. clinical.
0: Before we all got scared of... Skin cancer, and we're told to stay out of the sun at all cost and use sunscreen up to kazoo. Most of history, people have gotten out of bed in the morning when the sun comes up and gone outside and st- and stood in the sunshine and looked at the for sun for at least a half an hour a day and, and welcomed sunlight right. on their skin
1: and into their okay. life. Right. Well, I I've been threatening, and I, I make that that term literally, to write a book about my experience. Oh, I
0: have no doubt you will. And
1: I have no doubt. <laughs> and
0: I have no doubt I'll tag along that with
1: that. I will. And it has the, the, the tragedy, the humor, the uh, anger, the frustration, the healing, the, the talking, you know, talking to people about my book or talking to us. I mean, sharing to, with people what the word serendipity means and how serendipity, I'm sure Michael brought up. How serendipity probably saved my life about three weeks ago, that took me back into the hospital. Did you bring that up?
0: I'm not sure I used that phrase at the time, but okay. okay. I can't remember what I. Uh, okay, well, I'll
1: just quickly say it because it, it 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 did matter, I think, to the young doc that I I was talking to about it. Michael Guy and I got a call around five thirty one night saying, "You know, you get to you need to get your wife back into the hospital. She's got blood clots." Okay, now. Um, I wasn't having. I was asymptomatic. I had no symptoms whatsoever of having a blood clot on any level. All right, did what we were told. Go back. And that's a, that's another story to tell. But I, it's not. I won't. Bother Which I it.
0: told. It was having to wait in the yeah, ER the for six, six hours, hours to out, get blah, in, blah, blah, two to right, get to bed, and yeah, right. camping out in the hotel.
1: Well it really was, though, is whatever the radiologist was that happened to, happened to be looking at the MRI, not not because of. Blood clots, but because of my tumor, right? That's why they were looking at it. Right,
0: and he just caught a blood clot at the bottom of the MRI at the top of your He caught a
1: glimmer of a a blood clot and called it in, and called it in in such a way that the people went, oh, this woman's in trouble. Now, I don't know how much you all know about blood clots, but it could kill you on the spot. You could die, and, and, and nobody would even know you had them. Because they go, you know, They throw, they they throw a, a clot. An
0: embolism in the lung. Right. And once you get embolism in your lung, you're
1: you're gone. dead, or in your brain. I mean, so so I remember I had the wonderful opportunity to to thank the head of the department of who of that radiologist because that radiologist did in fact save my life. And that radiologist, that was a serendipitous yeah. moment. We were looking at one thing, and something else occurred, and that something else that occurred was more important than what what the original intention was right. which is serendipity, so anyway i 'm going to get off now i 've been motor mouthing all for a while now, so i 'm going to turn it back over to michael Michael okay
0: uh so I think i 've covered everything. I will continue to try to do broad uh, podcasts uh, two to three times a week uh, for the rest of the of the duration of this, um, and uh, let me see if. Uh, I'm not sure which microphone my wife is on. Uh, okay. I just had to, don't talk, Lynn. <laughs> uh, and you can take your headphones off if you want to. It's fine. Okay. And try to avoid the microphone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the technicalities of doing a podcast. Um, I will continue to do podcast uh, for the duration of the cancer project until we're completely clear. And uh, gradually, the focus will shift away from being completely consumed with what 's going on with Linda and the treatment and all that stuff, and will gradually uh branch into other things i need to I need to be more of a presence uh on podcast and social media. my soul and serendipity of cancer has told me uh, so I will continue to do this and uh, Linda will uh join in sometimes, and sometimes she may do her own podcast i don 't know exactly how it 's going to evolve as we go f- forward um as a package but i 'm here to stay let 's put it that way so if 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 you find my patter interesting or the way I talk about reality um please stay tuned in i i'd love doing this, especially with the feedback i've gotten an extremely frequent and good feedback from people who listen to the podcast and um that's been uh, been supportive reinforcing and helpful in terms of helping me do a better job of this so um uh, stay tuned in and uh we'll talk to you soon i'll talk to you uh, in a couple of days at at the most uh again about what's going on and this is a a, a day to rejoice uh Linda has gotten the good news that she has indeed gone through the dark forest and stepped out into the first sunlight, and she's she's in cure in, in curing, and almost completely cured now, and the worst is over, uh, and the next treatment will feel like a, a, a walk in the park, e- e- even though it takes twelve months, three months at a time for each uh, treatment. The way to go through it is nothing compared to this. It, it, it will be almost pleasant to do that compared to what we've been through. So thank you all for your love and support uh, in all the ways that you you have offered it and you are offering it and you'll continue to offer it. Um, so until we speak again, have a good night.